The F1 pod on Off The Ball. Surprised by the comments from the FIA that they want more teams and less races. Over the last few years, all we've done is add races. So that less race comment in particular is an interesting Listen to one. the F1 pod on Off The Ball for free, wherever you get your podcasts. Rugby Daily on Off The Ball with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered throughout the Rugby World Cup. Deliveroo, it's all on your doorstep. Welcome to Monday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and it's the Monday after a heart-stopping, heart-breaking quarter-final weekend at the World Cup. We'll hear from the Irish camp, the successful All Blacks and Razzy Erasmus. And with the new URC season coming at us pretty quick, we've got news from both Munster and Connacht today. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered throughout the Rugby World Cup. Deliveroo, it's on your doorstep. First up today, Ireland are en route home after yet more World Cup quarter-final heartbreak. Saturday night's 28 points to 24 defeat to the All Blacks maintained one of the most irritatingly consistent major tournament records. Ten World Cups and always the quarter-final is Ireland's final outing. After the game, Ashling O'Reilly spoke to an obviously disappointed Jack Conan. Yeah, look, we, we thought we were going to be the team to do it. We thought we'd push on and do what no Irish team has ever done before. And To fall short of that is uh, just heartbreaking. Um, we did, the, the Johnny deserved more for everything he's given. Um, the, the supporters, the fans, the public... That have put so much into us over the last few weeks, last few years, who made the effort to come over here, and you know it's, it wasn't cheap, and they they showed up in thousands. People came, and and people who didn't even have tickets came over and supported us, and you'd see the you see the the scenes out in the, the the streets of people supporting us, and it just it means the world. And we're just so sorry we couldn't do it for everyone that came over here to to support us, and um, yeah, we just feel like we let them down, felt like we let. We shut her down a bit, Johnny down, like, you know, what an incredible servant um, to, to, to Irish rugby over the last near two decades. Um, to be 38 and still playing some of the best rugby of your career is a testament to the man that he is, to the profession that he is, to the sacrifices him and his family have made for him to, to be still at this level at, at that age is just incredible. And um, he deserves so much more from um, from this competition, from the rest of us today. And... and uh, uh, probably that's probably the, the lingering feeling that we all have that we we he, Johnny deserved more um, and we wish we could have done more for him. Uh, you know, in my eyes, it, it, the greatest Irish player of all time, and uh, probably people will dispute it. But if you know the man, you've, you've played with him. I I don't think you could. Um, and it just doesn't feel right that. We couldn't, we couldn't do more for him. Ian Henderson, meanwhile, isn't convinced that Ireland's slow start on the scoreboard cost them dearly. If you don't get ahead of a team, you're not going to win a game. Um, I think it's frustrating that that uh, going the, the points down we did at the start is is, is obviously frustrating, and the fact we didn't come back from that obviously lead you believe that it might have been a factor, but. We've went down against teams before, and and that, and that hasn't been an issue. So there's no point in the game, right to the dying minutes. I didn't think that it was. We weren't in it, so I'm not a hundred percent sure if that would have been. That was a huge factor. The All Blacks have already turned their attentions to Friday's semi-final with Argentina. Their forwards coach Jason Ryan admitted today that they did target Ireland at the set piece on Saturday. A little bit of risk and reward there with a couple of things we did, I guess, defensively and. Um, had a good chat to Paul O'Connell after the game around what they were sort of trying. He's a good man and got a lot of respect for him. And you know he saw a couple of little wee things there, and 
vice versa we shared and that's what it's about you know you're always trying to be better and ask questions with other coaches but I think yeah there's a couple of things that we definitely could have got better and when we had our man in the bin how we could have defended there so we'll get on top of those. Veteran all-black hooker Dane Coles has unique motivation for Friday night particularly after suffering semi-final heartache back in 2019. I don't want to be playing for a third and fourth game again against Wales you know like we did in 2019 that's kind of my motivation it's a, it's a shit league. <laughs> if I'm being brutally honest, like playing for third and fourth, getting knocked out of a semi. So that's, regardless of who you're playing, for, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you're playing in the semi final in the World Cup, and if you don't turn up, you're in for a week that kind of that tests you mentally, physically, emotionally. But I want to yeah, make sure I turn up where, the, where I am this week, and um, regardless of playing the Pumas, and try to get another Monday. And, it's not who the opposition is, it's about um, us getting to the ultimate goal of, of playing in the World Cup final, but all our energy is into the semi-final week. Razzie Erasmus was also on media duty today, less than 24 hours after their one-point win over the tournament hosts. It's England next for the Springboks, whose director of rugby pinpointed a potential contributing factor to Ireland's exit in his analysis of the semi-finalists. Our average player is 162 minutes. They've played in the pool in the in the World Cup, and I think the French are very close to us. And then Ireland, I think per player was something like 240 to 250 minutes. Uh, I think England is also pretty high, uh, uh, but but you can never say you know the warm up matches before with the World Cup where we played uh, rugby championships and we played um, Wales and New Zealand again. So um, I know people got frustrated when we were chopping and changing, and I'm not saying I'm right. You know, uh, uh, touch wood. Luckily, up until this morning, we don't have any injuries uh, from Saturday's uh, from last night's game. Um, but uh, different teams condition different, train different during the week. Simulate uh, a match, match, uh, match intensity. Other teams, you know, they just uh, concentrate on aerobic and accuracy and those kind of things. So I can talk for other teams. But I do know that uh, us in the England team um, will definitely have a close match because uh, their numbers of uh, spreading the load is not so much higher than ours. But uh, the Irish and, and New Zealand were were pretty high. So yeah, I don't know if that really has an impact. I, I can't scientifically tell you that. But uh, our, our players are, at this stage, all 33 is available for selection. Meanwhile, Erasmus isn't buying into talk that England will be pushovers at the Stade de France this coming Saturday. Yeah, I think that that things that get discussed in the media, um, to be honest with you, if we had to listen to what people say before the Scotland game, you know, we wouldn't have given ourselves a chance because everybody said it was the best Scotland team ever. If we think England is bad because people outside say, they're not doing well. We we are a team that work with our reality, you know, the truth, not the reality that people create outside our camp. We know uh, how well uh, Allard were having fit. We know from the Premiership, a lot of our players play against them. And we know Boswick is, is an excellent coach, which he showed at Leicester. And as a captain and as a player for England, you know, so uh, how do we handle with that? You know, we we train as hard as we can, we analyze as hard as we can, we prepare as hard as we can, that we respect the opposition as hard as we can, and as much as we can. So all the all the talks on the outsiders, you know, that 
there's uh, other people's reality, there's the opposition reality, and then there's reality. So uh, I think we're intact with what the real reality is, which will be a very, very tough test against a team that hasn't lost the game and more or less conceded the same amount of tries and uh, uh, ranked up the same amount of points uh, um, in the up until after the quarterfinal. So we know what we're in for and, and, and we're in for a big game. France may be out, but their head coach is staying put, at least according to French Rugby Federation President Florian Griel. Fabien Galtier is due to remain in charge beyond the 2027 World Cup in Australia. And speaking to Rugby News today, Griel said, I am totally counting on him. I am frankly admiring of the precision of the work and the quality of the humour work done. I support him. It's not an overnight result that will change my perception and my opinion of him. But while Galtier remains, last night proved the end of the international road for two of his players, tight head Uini Antonio and second row Roman Teofafenwa both played their final games for Les Bleu last night. Now with the World Cup field significantly thinned, attentions do turn back to the URC, which amazingly gets underway this weekend. Munster will be without Simon Zebo for their opening game of their title defence. The winger has a foot injury. That means he'll miss Saturday evening's visit of the Sharks to Thelma Park. In better news for Munster, Andrew Conway is available following a hand injury, while new signing Alex Nykavell has finally linked up with the province this week. However, academy prop Mark Donnelly suffered what the province are calling a low-grade knee injury in the recent win over the Barbarians. And finally, Connacht head coach Pete Wilkins concedes it will be the end of the season before they'll be able to call upon Santiago Cordero. Their big summer signing suffered a significant knee injury in one of his earliest training sessions with the province. Wilkins says they'll assess his progress around Christmas, but the Argentine is unlikely to see action again until the spring at the earliest. The head coach was also asked about his returning World Cup contingent. Well, it's to be confirmed. Uh, they'll need a minimum of three to four weeks, I think, to um, to recover properly, and that's physical as well as the, I suppose, the mental and emotional side of of not just the campaign they've been through and how it ended, but but the preparation that, that went into that. So, minimum of three to four weeks, but but very much on an individual basis in terms of the minutes that they've played over the World Cup and um, and how sort of bodies and minds are. So, uh, we, we've been in contact with them. We'll speak again at the end of this week, and uh, we'll work out a plan for them from there. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed to keep these podcasts coming at you free and daily. The clue is in the name. My name is Richie McCormack. I'll have more Rugby Daily for you with thanks to Deliveroo tomorrow. Take care.